0: Welcome to the Business Thruple podcast, where we talk about what it takes to build a global business. I'm Al. I'm Jasmine Cherie. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about a really important conversation that I think is a lot of people are going to get a lot of value out of this. I'm going to be doing more of an interview style with Jamie and Al, and it's a conversation of the business of marriage. So, do you guys want to start off by sharing like like a a high level summary of how you guys got together and how how, how long have you been together? you're married you're not married you got kids we're ve-
1: we're very we're very we're married in the eyes of God yes <laughs> we've been together for going on nineteen years and this is a this is a conversation we're both really passionate about because. It's not, it's not spoke about, and you know, especially for me as a as a woman CEO, the cost that actually does come with that, because if you're a married woman that decides to jump fully into business, it is going to come at a cost.
0: So, how, so you've been married for 19 years, you've got five kids together, um, and how long have you been in business together?
1: I would say, like, if you count, Al and I dabbled in network marketing for a little minute, like I would say 10 years, 10, ten years, but as Al not being the breadwinner of the family, that's probably six years. Yeah. Okay, so up until. So uh, was up four until, years
2: of really passiveness where I was sort of supporting Jamie and her vision and what she was doing, but definitely wasn't 100% hands-on. In that's one thing that he with.
1: has always been so amazingly good at and why I am where I am today is his full support and belief in me.
0: So you were the breadwinner? Yeah.
2: What
0: was that like for you stepping away from?
2: It was like learning how to swim again, really. Like going from what you know into something completely unknown for me Mm. was one of the scariest. What was
0: unknown for you?
2: Unknown was actually knowing that there was a way that we could create a life for ourselves off our own bat. So for me, I'd always been an employee. I always knew that when I went to work, I was going to go, had a job there. And at the end of the week, I was going to get paid, there was going to be money coming into my bank and I was going to be able to support my family.
1: He really was in that pressure to provide mode. And like he did, he provided great for us. And, you know, we're talking about last episode, you know, 150K we thought we were living the high life and I was working too. We had what we thought was a fuck ton of money.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you want to share our story of how we got together? It's a beautiful story. It's a
2: beautiful nightclub romance.
1: A nightclub romance. (laughs) Was it really? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. A little, a little. Which, which club were you in? No, no so
0: I was. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I was married. Cheeky Monkeys. No. <laughs> in Byron Bay.
1: <laughs> it was a race. We, we actually keep thinking about getting tattoos of. Um, Horseshoes. Horseshoes. Yes. It, was a, it was a. Race day. It was a race day. But before that, he was showing up in my dreams and I was dreaming about him. So we'll do a long story short, but I was actually married before Al mm. Um, and the first time I ever saw Al was I was at a pub and he was working in the bistro and I like that uncomfortable stare where he just kept staring at me and I'm like, who is this weirdo? I was there with my first husband and I remember looking over and he had these little round glasses on, like little Harry Potter glasses that he had kept since he was a kid so he could read the dockets that were coming through the bistro. Uh. But before that, And it took me a long time to work it out. I was having this reoccurring dream of this man showing up in my dreams that I thought was an olden day man and it was a past life because he had the little round glasses on and I'm like, must be a past life because, you know, when those dreams, they just really, they get you and they're reoccurring. I'm like, why does this keep showing up and it wouldn't go away? And I assumed it was a past life and it took me a little while to put two and two together that it was our and – then I split up from my first husband and Al was just, I would get introduced to him and I was such a bitch to him. Like I was, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. Um, he had an earring in his ear, a Jim Bean shirt, joggers and jeans. And oh, he was Yeah, I was such a bitch and I didn't didn't want to have anything to do with him. and All then class. <laughs> And then one day my phone broke and he went, can I fix that for you? And I instantly fell in love. <laughs> and a few days later we got together. Are you
0: serious? That's where you fell in
1: love with Yeah, we day. got together at um, a race day and we were just together like every day since we had, we were together a few months and. We decided to have a baby. We just, like, when you know, you know, hey, like, yep. that was the big thing. Like, when people say, like, I don't know if this is the one or I don't know, like, should I stay with them? When you find the one, you know, there is no second guess and Am I saying the right thing? Should I do this? I think I should leave them. When you know, you have found it's like just a magnetic
2: like- attraction where you just know, just yeah. like the polarities just pull you together and you just know straight away.
1: Like, he could do anything to me. Like, we're rock solid. <laughs> hmm. But bring you back to business. I just thought it was... No, well, I think it's good to like get a... Um, I think a lot of people
0: jump on and they talk about um, their relationship and they've been together three weeks uh, and how long, you know, how, how in love they are and, you know, how their polarity is amazing and their chemistry is amazing. So actually, actually have... Uh, um, I think it's important uh, to create the longevity of, you know, what you guys have created, you know, as a, marriage, a married couple... Um, but also as a family and then also as a couple who has uh, not always been in business, like you've done, um, uh, Al, you've been employed, you've been the breadwinner and then did you say six years ago, um, Jamie, um, you became the breadwinner in the family and then Al transitioned. What I think would be really high value uh, to know is what's been uh, some of the most powerful lessons you have learned. Through being married, and business partners, and parenting, and all the things, mm. uh, and I know that's a really broad subject, but I think that there could be some valuable wisdom um, you guys could share on that.
1: Do you want to go first, or do you want to make? You do, or do you, do you want to go first?
2: I think the m- one of the most important things is if you're going to go into a, a partnership in business, in your partnership with your partner, is having really good um, boundaries around having some sort of separation as well too because you do spend so much time together um, and, you know, you, you have to uh, create areas that are...
1: Maybe we don't do that.
2: I know, but this is, this is, where, <laughs> this is where we fuck up. <laughs> so, we, we, you, like,
1: even, so to give you like contents, the, the producers are telling Al and I we need to sit apart and we're naturally just keep <laughs> going.
2: I know, for us, like we always, we're okay with being together all the time but I think mm. for other people it is also creating the separation between the relationship, the business and then your own personal life as well too So keep everything in balance.
1: I think what you're saying babe, but I think the key thing for us has been separating our business and our marriage. Yeah. So we work together. Is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Like to So one of the biggest things that Is that possible and how do you do it? Okay. So I'll pre-frame a little bit. So one of the biggest things where we were stuck for a really, really long time when we first entered the game together and Al went from being the breadwinner, and he was that for a lot of years, right? And we had polarity in our relationship. He was the man he was bringing the bread. We had other troubles, right? Mm. Um, but we hadn't got up to the whole polarity thing. It was still, he was man, I was woman. And like, 1950s man got it going on. That's why everything was so in sync, right? You know, men were chivalrous, they went out, they made the money, the woman raised- The babies. It, and that's how it should be. You know, at the end of the day, we're animals and it's it's about the biology of it. And where we're at now is women have grown past that and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just being really consciously aware we're still those biological en- animals. And so for us, we entered the game where I became the breadwinner. I was the direction, I was making the decisions, I was the everything and I was telling Al what to do. So for a marriage to be healthy, and I want to talk more about that later too, for a marriage to be healthy, you have to distinguish the two. So in the business, I'm the CEO, I'm the decision maker, I am the direction, but when it comes to our marriage, Al has to be still the breadwinner so I am the creative of the business but I refuse to be the one that takes responsibility of making the money for for the family Mm. he needs to be the one that looks after the financials in our business and I would say for anybody that's not in partnership together and so say maybe you're a CEO and you've got a business and your husband's got a business or he has a job he still has to be the one that is responsible for bringing in the cash flow because that's a man's job A lot of women are probably not going to want to hear that, but it's like if you've got trouble in your relationship, like there's key points that a man needs to fulfil and that's to be the provider, the direction, um, the container for his family. I think, you know.
2: Naturally, the man's going to want to do that anyway. Yes. He's going to want to step into those shoes because they're the shoes that he knows how to wear to wear. So he's naturally going to want to fulfil that role and he needs to find his ways to do that within the relationship.
1: And I think the changing changing point for you, babe, was when you worked out, I'm here to challenge him. That's my job. You know, when he went from the breadwinner to CEO and he's like, I don't know how to do that. How do I be that?
0: How do you be what?
1: How do I how do I step into this new like because I, w- I made the decision to step into a new reality, right, and step into my most powerful self mm. and that meant I left him behind. And so many gurus will say you need to surrender into your man. How is it possible to surrender into a man that is not creating the environment to make that happen? So Al had to stand up to the challenge. Like he had to see my challenge just like an animal, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and he had to grow, and he went, "I accept your challenge, and he did it beautifully.
0: The reason why I want to ask you that is because there are a lot of couples out there where the women are stepping up and they are making a lot of money, and they are doing the creating the businesses and they the women are stepping into like learning uh and embodying this beautiful uh very abundant prosperity uh prosperous businesses, and then we're getting in trouble for uh leaving the men behind, but it's like, we want you to come along with us. Like we don't, I don't want to burn my bras.
2: Mm. Fuck
1: no. it, we need our men.
2: Yeah, you need the men to step up to the challenge and step up to the plate Yeah, and, and energetically meet you and then also
1: women aren't the Women aren't the problem and I know a lot of men don't want to hear that, but Al clearly saw that he was the problem and not me. I'll
2: be completely honest. For me, it was really easy at the start to be lazy because I, <laughs> I can have tendencies of being lazy and just sitting back and going, oh, this is easy. Jamie's making all the money. But it's unfulfilling within your soul to sit back and do that. Like you know that you need to be stepping up to the plate, you need to be the man of the house, and you need to be providing. So and We me-
0: we crave that. Yeah. Fuck, like, do you know, I, I have multiple businesses and the thing that I crave is having that, you know, ha- having that man in the house that is going to lead. It's going to provide that container because I don't want to be in my boss and my CEO all the time. All the time, like, yeah. You need to be I able want to, to be fall able down. To soften you, into you know when you
2: fall down, you're going to be caught. Yeah, yeah and yeah. just to be
0: able to come into the, you know, that home environment. I think I'm quite uh, evolved woman, uh, you know, quite relatively successful in, in in what I've done. And but having that masculine, this is like I don't. Uh, you know, like meet, like what, what I yearn for is like like come, come come and meet me in this place, and I'll so- and I'll soften. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's what I crave for.
1: Well, it's like I was yeah. saying, like women have evolved, right? Like it wasn't enough for us anymore just to be a housewife, mm. but still biologically, like that's what we are. Like, and I think there's a big difference between you know you being a single woman to being a woman who has cubs. Mm. And so, you know, back in the old days, we used to get a dowry, and like, so our father looked after us, and we were supported, and we loved it. And what's a dowry? Do you know a dowry? I, my grandparents it? like got my one of my grandma. got Is a that dow- like
0: buying camels yes. in for the daughter or something? Well, I'll yeah, give you so ten you, goats for your daughter. So you
1: get a head of cattle, you get money. <laughs> so wherever the woman went to in that family, that they actually would give a dowry. Right. And so you were the father's responsibility yep. until you were the husband's responsibility and people don't probably like that but that's like as that's women. Just tradition. Yeah, we love to be held and supported and then we grew as women and we were like, no, we're independent, we can be independent, we can look after ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, women will go and become CEOs and they can be boss bitches, and I think the best ceos are women because we've got we can operate from both sides of our brain right like our logical analytical and our feeling brain too so we make perfect ceos <laughs> but it's being it's actually being super aware of you're a married woman with children it doesn't take away that we are still women biological beings and women are the protectors of the like the, we look after our cubs are our most prized possession. It's not business; it's making sure they're loved, cared for, nurtured. So if you're a woman in you're business, you're raising
0: good humans. Yes, and they're in a safe and the environment. The man takes
2: care of the fort,
1: and the man yeah. he, you know the man is the provider, the protector. So where the woman's nurturing these children and creating a home, it's the man's job to be the provider and the protector. And what we're really fucking great at as women, if we see a man not stepping up, we'll go stand away, stand aside, I'll do it. And that's where we were at. Mm. So, you know, we've spoke about the wheelchair journey and how I led to me being in a wheelchair in a previous episode. And our... Us not having polarity in our relationship was one of the biggest things for that. Al hadn't grown into the how do I be the provider and the protector Um, and since you've been it and I was pregnant, saving a business, raising children and being all the things and my energy was just depleted. Mm. How do you guys
0: navigate challenging business situations
1: I don't think we have them in business. I think we actually really work really well in business.
0: I think yeah, but business happens, right? Like challenging things happen. Like we have tough weeks, right? We have, we have things that we need to navigate. But how do you, as a married couple, navigate them?
2: I think it's even easier for us. Like when we have something really challenging, because we have each other to bounce off. Mm. So we'll both input our ideas into the best solution for that problem. Mm. So it's it's I think I find it easier for us. Actually I was just going to gonna say, problems.
1: business easy when mm-hmm. we're in business together and we work. We we know like nobody knows each other like we know each other like we we're both Gemini's. We're fucking definitely soulmates. Like we are connected on a level that is like next level. So when it comes to business, that's easy. What is our hard place is navigating the polarity of our relationship. And it's, we don't do that perfectly. No. <laughs> it's still a game that we constantly play every day is like when shit's not wrong. Like I think, you know, we've had the flu this last few days and I started to feel really emotional. Like I always started to cry and then I got to the point where I'm like I didn't feel like he was holding me and being there for me. And so they're the indicators for us. Like when things are not easy for us, it always comes back to our relationship and that we're not – we're not, we're not having polarity with one another. So how do you deal with that?
2: We have to step back from one. So we'll have to put business to the shelf. Yeah. And then Jamie and I will have to come back together, resolve what it, our issues that we have going on. Once we're back together, business starts firing again.
1: And I think it's a cycle. I feel like we go through a cycle and I would like to say that cycle would end one day, but I, I can't remember his name. There's this amazing man and he's got a book about it and he's like marriage is meant to be hard. And I remember the kids used to come home to us years ago and go, so-and-so's parents don't fight. And I would say, that's because they don't love each other, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Like, and this bloke has read this amazing book and it's about finding your other half. They're meant to challenge you. Like we've come here to grow and learn, right? So if you're not in a relationship where that person is meeting you and challenging you and helping you grow into the best version of yourself, it's not your one,
2: (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of people I think have misguided um, views on what actually love is and a lot of people, like younger people, will think, oh, love is, you know, this beautiful emotion and, you know, it's like a really... You
1: laugh together all the time and everything's perfect. Everything
2: has polarity inside of it. Every emotion has two sides to it. Mm -hmm. So love has both sides, the great side and the not so great side as well too. And I think it's really which, ad-
1: which is still great in in my opinion because that's like the growing and the learning and the cycles that we do go in. And like, and it's I think it's natural for us as women in business, and we're in. I hate the term masculine and feminine. I really don't like using those. But when we're mm-hmm. in that go getter phase and we're running at stuff and we're we're doing the doing, we're doing the things, and sometimes we just want to fall down. Mm. Like Al's amazing. Like, you know, sometimes, like, you've seen him be that for me, right? Like, yeah, you it's go, beautiful. Like, he, just go and sit in the bed, just go and watch Netflix. And he does that. But sometimes he misses that indicator with me. And I am a man. <laughs> and I keep going. And that's like, like two days ago where I was like crying and I'm like, you don't support me. I don't feel supported. And he's like, turns it back around and he comes and he's like, he just holds me as a woman and we're back on track again.
2: And I'm a really good cook too.
1: He has a big dick.
2: Thank you. You can probably cut that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a dickhead. What do you guys think? Sorry, is, not sorry. What do you guys think is your um is your secret to um solving your per, what yeah, personal relationships? Um, do you know, and and keeping the family together. Like Jamie, you've had you've got five babies in this house. Hmm. Like, and as a – Married couple in your entrepreneurship pursuits with these five kids, like that's a lot to handle. We would add some more. You said that when we when I first met you, I was like,
1: "What?" I think it's that natural tendency in us. And like, (laughs) you were serious. You're you're like, like, "No, I'm being." I'm like, "What?" Like. I like. You, I think you, it's that comes back to that natural urge to create, and like when Al and I will talk about it in private, and he would go, "Yeah, it'd be so good." And but whenever somebody asks Al, and he's like, "No," like he be tries to be all tough. But I think it's that natural urge that we just want to create. Like we just want to create little beings of us together. Back to navigating. <laughs> do you do
0: you uh want your children to follow in the entrepreneurship path? Like, do you is that a what's your what's your thoughts on that
1: we would love it but they're their own people
2: they have to go on their own journeys so obviously like life's about learning through mistakes so they need to go through their own journey if they want to go and have a job and then work out that they don't like having a job and then becoming an entrepreneur that's the road that they need to go on and we'll support them
1: we will say that out of our five children two of them work for us our eldest one which is a complete boss in the business. When she first started with us, she's like, I never want to be an entrepreneur.
2: Oh yeah. She dug her heels in Like, I don't want to do it.
1: I'm just coming here to show up and make a wage. And now she's slowly but surely turning into a really amazing entrepreneur. She just hasn't accepted the title yet.
2: And I think through that, like Jamie's relationship with her has grown so much through her coming into the business. She's actually grown so much more respect for who Jamie actually is and what she can actually do. Because before that she was just an observer from the outside. She didn't actually see how much.
1: It's the communication, I think. Like, you know, as a mother-daughter relationship, they're always hard, you know, two women coming together. But through us working together, it's been we've had to learn to really get great at communicating with one another. And I think that's probably where Al and I are really good too, you know, like why we're so good at business is you have to be good at communicating together.
0: And within the family as well because then you've got – the the children in your family not the, like the children children not the babies but the actual old, the older ones you know they're coming into the business as well and then you've got kind of the family dynamics playing out as well like it's yeah. it took
1: a while for them to trust us right because we started out in the entrepreneur game a long time ago and like we even sold our house to put into our previous business and they said to what the fuck are you doing like they didn't trust like we were taking their family way home away and we're like just trust us we promise we will get there and it's taken to pretty much now that we've finally got there, mm. so they've had to grow trust and respect for us too within our family dynamics.
0: I bet the uh, I bet the ripple effect on their lives for you know this time of you guys coming together as a family, building the business like the Gold Coast business and then the global business as well. I want to have a crystal ball and you know like give it ten years. Where where, where, will, where will your oldest like Reese? Like the the level of extraordinary that she is now, like I've fallen in love with your girls. They're so beautiful. I love hanging out with them. They're they're like there's a I, I feel a really beautiful connection with them.
1: I'm we're, they're they're beautiful. They're intelligent. They're driven. Yeah. They're um they're really self sufficient at the same time. And I think that's the environment that we created for them is go out, learn, be who you are. But we're always here to catch you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that,
0: you know, I I, I do want to um, get that crystal ball and see where they're going to be in, like, 10 or 15 years' time. It's like, like if you're like this now.
1: Oh, well, our 16-year-old, <laughs> like, she's so entrepreneurial. Like, she's, like, to be 16 and be, <coughs> she's dying over there, to be entrepreneurial, like, like it, to already have that in place is really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like, I wish I had that. You know, when when I was 20, like when I was like early 20s, I was living in London, partying, taking things I shouldn't take and <laughs> going to places I shouldn't go and hang out with people well, I shouldn't well. hang out with. And I'm like, I don't know, I just think this generation that's coming through, that the opportunities, the mindset that's um, available to them through, um, you know, through social media uh, around like what's available to them for free around business and entrepreneurship. So even if um, they, they might not agree with you on something, but they'll go and they'll come back around. Oh, they always do. Yeah.
1: That's with the thing with kids, you talk and you don't think they're listening and then they, they start repeating things that you say and you're like, hey, hey you they're listening. actually listening. And I think for us it's not so much as... Please be an entrepreneur. It's like, please live your life. Yeah. And so that's what, Also,
2: just please know that anything is fucking possible.
1: Anything is possible yeah. and every breath is closer to our last and so we're big on experiences. Like you're opening Sydney this week. We're all going down. We're experiencing that together. We've got a Bali holiday booked. We're looking at going to the States early next year and so that's the biggest thing for us is giving them experiences and like even the kids brought up the other day is when they were little, we used to talk about these holidays all the time mm and talk about going on the holidays but it would yep. never happen yeah and they're like you used to talk about this all the time and so we're now at a place because we've dug our trench and you know they've seen al and i go through the hard yards mm. and they were along there with us at the same time that we were learning and growing together because we were together <laughs> when we were really young mm. uh, we're now at a place where it's all come to fruition What's, uh, what, what do you guys see
0: as um, the future for you guys and business and do you have any personal plans that you guys, you know, want to fulfill on in business?
2: We've got big plans. We always have big plans. We always have big vision. Um, we don't like to play small. As Jamie says, we don't like to fuck spiders. So mm. for us, the biggest thing for us is as our business grows, so does our contribution and the way that we give back to people. Mm. That's one of the main things for us.
1: And teaching our kids that that's one of the big things of teaching our kids too. You know, like it's not about making just making money and creating this life for us. It's about the
2: impact that you're making on the world. And the the legacy that you're gonna be able to leave behind by creating a massively successful big business, you can create a legacy that's gonna change people's lives for decades to come.
1: And that's the thing that what we've got the kids working in. Our second eldest, we're still trying to get there, but it's taken, you know, this amount of time to, s- to get them to see that they're actually working for their future. Mm. Like they're not working for us, they're working for their future.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's called future-proofing mm. and being able to understand like as a distinction fu- future-proofing your life is sometimes it's not, you've got to change your context. Like I'm, I'm not just working in the family business. Like we're creating... A legacy business, yeah, and that they're and also they're thinking that
2: this is going to be created for my kids, and then their kids, yeah, and then yeah. their kids, and we can keep this succession going on.
1: Yeah, and with with that, then they get to go and experience and be the things, and that's one I of think the that big
2: for us. That's really massive too. Like to get be a little bit more personal because Jamie and I both grew up with not much. Mm. Like I grew up with absolutely nothing. Mm. So for me to be able to change that paradigm and that reality now for my kids and be able to leave them something that they'll have, mm. that's what means the most to me.
1: Mm. Our kids work but, like, we're okay to support them and we do. You know, they're, they've they're, we've taught them they've all got jobs as soon as they could and to work hard but they actually don't go without either. But they
0: they don't run around like, like trust fund babies, like no. just going, I'm just going to tap our into it. kids
2: have had jobs from, like, 13, yeah. 14. They, they've yeah. always wanted to work.
1: But the yeah. thing that I instilled in when we've gone from a marriage to a kids episode, that's great though, that's all, it's all the business of marriage, but the thing that we instilled in them from a really young age is I was an only child. Mm. So I grew up on the land and you know, Al grew up like really bad, but I grew up on lots of money, no money in drought. But I was still- a, I grew up I, on handouts. I was still <laughs> an only child, so there was never anything that if I wanted something, I got it. And I think that's created who I am today like in how I do Create such rapid success is I decide that I want it and then I have it. So I, that mentality, I've always drummed into the kids. Like mm. if you want it, you get it. Mm. So they've always had the best clothes, the best of any, everything. Mm. Um, even when we weren't extremely successful, we made sure they had everything that they wanted. Mm.
0: And I think that th- they're all beautiful values that um, you know, you've both in, installed, but it, 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 it's values. I know we're talking about your kids, and we're talking about the business of marriage, but you guys have anchored that in as a value set within yourselves. Like you know, and then of course the ripple effect is going to be your legacy. And what, what really, what's your legacy? Your legacy is your children. Yeah, you know, and so um, having that anchor point as 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 young women. And young men, you know, you know, like w- when they grow up and that, you know, hit their twenties, it's like, wow, what a, what an extraordinary gift your legacy can have, and a ripple effect your legacy can have through your children, uh, f- all from the value set and what you guys have anchored in and created for
1: for your marriage and for your business. I, yeah. I, I think that's extraordinary. I recommend, I so recommend doing business with your husband. I think you will grow and learn. Like we talk about entrepreneurship being the best personal development program you'll ever find. Do it with your husband and then it's on crack. (laughs) And it's fun. Like we, yeah, there's times like where we hit, where we're not in polarity and we're fighting, but we grow and learn and come together so much like better at the end of it, faster. Cool. Well, thank you. I, uh, yeah,
0: I, I hope everyone got a, a lot of value out of today. Jamie, thank you for sharing uh, your journey as a woman, entrepreneur, CEO. Um, it's married and Al, I think, you know, um, yeah, uh, we I, we just appreciate you both uh, in, in openly sharing about, um, you know, your journeys as a married couple and doing business together.
2: You're welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We're actually thinking about writing a book. So if you would like to read our book, The Business of Marriage, please reach out and let us know. And you can catch us on all the links below. Click on those, reach out. We're got big missions. So we're we're looking to connect with anybody that wants to connect with us.
2: Thank you. Uru.